it's time for football. Kevin De Bruyne! Just for kicks on BFM 89.9. Hello and welcome to Just for Kicks with myself, Cam Raslan, and uh, we got a packed show, International Week, which for a lot of people is not the best, but I love it. And we have with us Sean Malhotra. Hi, hi everyone. Hope everyone enjoyed the International Week. I did, I did. <laughs> and also I know that Giancarlo Galafuco did. I did, and I hope everybody watched the Australia game. <laughs> oh, it's only watched the Malaysia game. And Gogolin. Hello, hello everyone. Thanks for me on a Monday. Back in the studio on a Monday. Uh-huh. It's been a while. It's been a while. We're in the studio, so I guess you can you can X us on Xa. Xa. What's it called now? X. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. It sounds weird now, man. Yeah. So uh, anyway, we're going to start with, and I've never done this before, and I don't think it's been done in the history of broadcasting. We're going to start with international friendlies, because <laughs> mm. I think actually some of the best matches were, and we're going to start Sean with China one, Malaysia one, and I thought Malaysia were very good. I mean, they held their own against a. A higher-seeded team, you know, playing away. It's no small feat playing the way they did. Honestly, aside from the official first goal that they scored, I actually thought the goal that they scored beforehand looked really good. There was yeah. some perfect team play. Unfortunately, it was just minorly offside. I will not go by the line which I saw all over X, as we were saying, where everyone was, oh, he's massively offside. I was like, no, it, it looked tight and it looked like a perfect team goal. Honestly, on another day, I honestly think that Malaysia could have won the game. I completely agree with Sean on this. I watched that game with my son and he was pleasantly surprised watching the football that was on on offer. You know, the players, you know, it, they had the confidence levels. You could see they were playing with a smile on their face. They were mm. taking the game to the opponents. And he thought the game was at uh, Bukit Jalil. The way they were <laughs> yeah. right? And, and, I, and I don't uh, mean to like embellish too long on him, but for me, Faisal Halim... It was so nice. Obviously, he assists the, the first goal that's offside and then he ends up scoring. But he plays with such a smile on his face. It's so beautiful to watch, you know. In Of course, it's a friendly, so there's not much on the line. But in games all the time, especially as a footballer, you, see, you can see the pressure on players. You can see them stressing, especially when it's national team games. And the, But he plays, you know, like... Not to compare him to a super-duper star, but, you know, when Ronaldinho used to play and he would smile and you would enjoy watching him, you'd want to go in the street and you'd want to play like him. Mickey was having the time of his life and I just loved watching that and I loved that Malaysians were watching this guy go toe-to-toe with a good Asian team, smiling, and they were fearing him. That first half, you could tell they were so Mm -hmm. worried every time he touched the ball. Yeah, because they were kept stepping off him. Right? Yeah, Nobody yeah. kept pressure. I was wondering yeah. why. You know, but we have to remember that it it, it was a draw. It yeah. was not a Malaysian victory, uh, but it's oh. a draw against a team that's much higher seeded than you. Certainly, so, no, certainly. So, but what, uh, but what I mean, happened there though when the goal happened? No, but the thing that it's a draw is it's the result. But uh, friendlies like this is the performance that is you know what is the friendlies are there to be tweak. Yes. You need to look at players, different positions, different uh, formations, different tactics, and the friendlies afford you that. And the way they were playing, I'm, I'm, I, I was really pleasant, very, very happy as a Malaysian fan. So, Sean, um, is this the, the the best lineup, the best style? Again, like Google was saying, you know, friendlies are there for you to tweak around, right? I mean, there were good signs in the first half where you could go like, yeah, you, there's something to build on from here. But sustaining that, I think consistency and sustaining that form is the most important thing. If that is the best iteration of what, you know, Malaysia can play, they have to be consistent. And the Asia Cup is coming up, right? 
Yeah, and I, and I noticed that they, they seem to do a thing with uh, Kim Pang Kun, if that's how you pronounce his name, um, that they do, they skip the middle block. So usually coaches, they have low block, mid block, high press. They would have a really high press, and if the team beat the press, they would immediately go into a low block instead of trying to stay, go into a middle block. So it was a really beautiful system because you're trying to win that ball back in the first five seconds, which is the most important if you're trying to punish a team, if you're trying to frighten a team from playing out. Then if they break your line, you're retreating to a place. Whereas sometimes an error that happens is while you've exhausted yourself trying to chase the ball in that first five seconds, you try to arrange a middle block and the defense is still high. They get time, they can break the line. So what I noticed is that they would press, 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 press. And then if China managed to beat it, they would go all the way back into a low block, which allowed the players who are dying from pressing the first three, four time to get back. And then they would start again. I think that tactic is would is going to work perfectly with that 11 in the Asian Cup. Uh, uh, listeners, if you didn't know already, <laughs> I should point out that Giancarlo is a footballer. Oh. He plays with a uh, defender uh, with um, KL City. And I'm going to uh, I'm going to contradict though Giancarlo cuz tactics to to my mind are just uh, a bunch of people running around on a pitch. <laughs> so you've upset get, me. Getting shouted at. Yeah, getting shouted at. So yeah. you've upset me that there's actually a plan. I'm sorry. <laughs> I didn't know. Oh, uh, okay, we're going to move straight on then to another international friendly. And Gigi, actually going to bring you straight back in again. Mexico 2, Australia 2. Yes. A great start for Australia against, you know, Mexico in Mexico. Yeah, I was um, was excited to answer this question because uh, watching the game, and I, I remember saying this um, on Astro for the World Cup, It's I'm at a beautiful period of my life where I'm 29 and I'm watching all my friends play for my country. So it's really, really nice. I feel so invested when I watch them play. You know, these are players I lived with and trained with and have known my whole life. So I, was, I watched that first half and I was so proud. I saw the flow-on effect from the World Cup. I saw Jackson Irvine, Riley McGree, Harry Suter have so much confidence going toe-to-toe with Mexico. In my lifetime, I've seen Australia go from a country that would be frightened to play a country like Mexico to now we're going toe-to-toe from the jump. We go 1-0 up from a beautiful header and we looked confident. We were playing. Riley McGree was starting to take two, three, four touches. This is a sign of a team that feels like they know their worth. I loved watching that. Problem was, <laughs> the second half started. And when the second half started, then errors started to... I don't know if this is a bit of fatigue or um, once they had cracked us with the penalty, that scare, if that started to give the players fear. But then I started to notice mistakes were happening. They shift Kai Rolls out. So usually it's Kai Rolls and, and Harry Suter. And by the way, give me the look when I talk too long, so I apologise. <laughs> you, you got one minute. Okay. There's usually yes, Ka- I want to ask you one as well. Kai Rolls and Harry Suter play a centre-back, right? But for me, Kai Rolls is, is fast as a defender, but he's too small at an international level. So they shifted him to left-back and put in Cameron Burgess, who plays in League One. And I thought, Fantastic. Power tall in the middle, in the middle of the defense. Kai rolls on the left. This will work perfectly. In the first half, it seemed to, and then in the second half, Mexico's movement started to cause so many problems for those two. And now I don't know, as Arnie, as Graham Arnold, you're watching that, and I don't know if you go convert back, or if you continue with this backline. And I guess that's the the point of the game. 
but going into the Asian Cup, we can't make mistakes like that. We can't give two penalties away. Well, can I can I ask for it? Oh no, I can't ask. I'm actually. so sorry. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> right out of time. We'll, 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 we've still got in the second part. In a moment, when we come back here on Just for Kicks on BFM eighty nine point nine. More football when we come back. Just for Kicks, BFM eighty nine point nine. Just for Kicks on BFM eighty nine point nine. And we're back with myself, Cam, and Gigi, and Sean, and Goglin. And now, one more international friendly, and then we'll get into the Euro qualifiers. I want to ask, and we'll come back to also to Australia and Malaysia within this. Um, Sean, Germany won Japan 4. <laughs> it, it's a friendly, but Ger- Germany are obviously going to be hosting the Euros. So, mm-hmm. traditionally, I think Germany just do not care about friendlies whatsoever, but they should be taking this seriously. I mean, before the game, I was thinking, you know, lightning can strike twice at the same place, right? It didn't. Japan humiliated them way more than they did in the World Cup. It's it's astonishing to me because individually, you look at that German team from top to bottom, right? There's so many talented and excellent players in that team. People like Jamal Musiala, people like uh, 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 Robin Gosens, who's had a huge rise in his footballing ability. Some people like Kai Havertz, who I'm still not sold on, but it's still a really, really good German team that shouldn't be losing the way they did. And I was thinking to myself, there were moments in that game where Germany could have had two or three goals, right? Because they were pressing so high, they were playing really well. But Japan seemed to just keep taking in that pressure and they knew the minute they broke on on Germany, Germany didn't have the pace to deal with them. They got behind really well. And this time, it can't be doubted about the four goals that Japan scored. All four goals were excellent goals. You could say... One of the goals was a bit sus because of a certain uh, German defender who you wouldn't be expecting to be making these kind of mistakes. But Cam, did you did you see that the third goal? Uh, you know, I yes, but they all kind of mix up in my head. So <laughs> in the third goal, I, I can't remember the time, but it's very close to the end of the game. The left side centre back's trying to pass it to Rudiger. As he turns, takes a poor touch, oh, yes. and they intercept. Yeah. Boom! They they bomb on mm-hmm. for the first three seconds. Rudiger just lets him go. Doesn't run. For me as a player. As a defender. As a defender. That makes no sense. So in order for me to make that make sense, it means either he really doesn't like that guy who made the mistake (laughs) or he really doesn't like his coach. Mm -hmm. Because there's no reason that in a social league game, Cam, if you lost the ball, that I went, oh, I'll just let that happen. Bye. Mm -hmm. And I didn't run back. I, had, I must really not yeah, I'll, I'll, wait, I'll wait for the headlines next week Troy, <laughs> Troy, Dini, Troy Dini again <laughs> well, uh, well Goglin I mean the the, uh, the Germany manager got sacked first time since 1926 wasn't it that a German manager yeah. has been sacked <laughs> I mean uh, after that result you know the 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 media went into a shit, like, sorry, a big storm. Right? And <laughs> this is live. I don't know what to say. there. It, it happened. I'm so happy it was you, not me. I was so scared. But that is not, that is not a green light. <laughs> okay. So anyway, yeah. It, and it was untenable already after that. You know, Hansi Flick was, uh, the, way, the way he came out and said it, and he said, you know, everything, anything can happen. And mm-hmm. I knew, he knew he was dead man walking already in that point. So, yes. And again, but it's an interesting stat. First German manager to be sacked since 10 years but Hansi Flick and that role, you know, you, I think even Brazil, when they were hosting the World Cup, you know, all those games they were playing, right, they were trudging through it, right? Mm-hmm. And you could see, and then when it came up and they, they got humiliated at the World Cup by Germany, yeah. you know, so it was, it was, it's, it's think, I think Germany is going to go through that. But you're saying, but you ha- they have all that players, that young squad that has come up, you know? Yeah, and I honestly think, I mean, the name being linked with the 
the hot seat right now, of course, is none other than Julian Nagelsmann. And if you talk about young players and working well with young players, yeah. Julian Nagelsmann's a, a great, excellent, fit. excellent pick. Yeah, so they, if they're going to do it, they should have done it now, and that's what yeah. they did. They did the right they, thing. They did the right thing. They if they're going to do it, you got to do it now. Okay, but uh, Japan, GG, Asia Cup. It's uh, it, that's a lot of some good uh, Asian teams out there. And uh, how would you see Australia? Oof. Coming up against that, Japan, <laughs> vice versa, Malaysia for that matter. Uh, Asian football is on the rise. Everybody can see that, you know. Um, and I was talking about Australia before, but in uh, saying in my lifetime, but in my lifetime, Asian football has just been on a meteoric rise. So it's not a surprise anymore that it might be a surprise that Japan humiliated Germany, but it's not a surprise anymore that Japan is a good team, mm-hmm. right? Mm. But we go to the Asian Cup. And I see them. I was watching. Uh, I'm sure I'm going to pronounce his name wrong, but his name was like Aito or mm. Ito. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. His movement was World class. remarkable. Where, where remarkable. does he play? Remarkable. John, do you know? I, I wouldn't know. have a clue. I you wouldn't have, be surprised if it was Celtic or in Germany. His <laughs> movement was amazing. And I'm thinking about this while I'm watching because I'm thinking about Australia and I'm also thinking about Malaysia, you know, second home and real home. And I'm thinking, okay, who's going to stop that? Mm. And that team is frightening. That team is frightening. So mm. it's it's going to be very interesting to watch. Mm. Well, uh, Gogolin, speaking of frightening teams, uh, Ukraine won, England won. Now we are now into the qual- Euro qualifiers here. You have been saying for the longest time that Gareth Southgate out, you say. <laughs> I've been saying it from the last... Uh, from the get-go. Yeah, from and the get-go. I'm, I'm kind of beginning to now... So I was, yeah, I was, I was reading an article uh, just today on this and has, has the England team outgrown Garrett Southgate, you know, in the, the yeah. players that he has, the Bellinghams, mm-hmm. you know, and all that. I think it, it, I've never been a fan. I don't think he has a plan B. He's not, uh, he, he doesn't gamble on his things. He still goes back to his safe uh, net, safety net. He plays Maguire's and, you know, the Calvin Phillips of the world. And how do you say every uh, in football manager, international manager, has to play players who are starting for their team. Oh, and in form. I completely yeah. agree. I exactly. completely agree. That is the, Standard, right? Mm-hmm. That is the first thing you think about because they have to be playing. But they're fresh. Charity. They're fresh. Isn't that a thing? No. But no. It's you need match. Okay, I'll, I'll leave you to Gigi. Oh, no, no. And Talk I, about I, match I, fitness. I, yeah? I apologize for, for interrupting, but it, if you have from one break to another break barely been playing, this is the highest level, the highest, highest, highest level. You need to be flowing. You need to be playing week in, week out. Or carrying injuries and whatnot. No, 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 no. You, so, so you tell me, your job is on the line. You're the coach. Oh You'd rather play, okay. uh, <laughs> I uh, uh, let's say, a centre midfielder. He's got a sore ankle, but he plays 90 minutes every single game. Or another centre midfielder, he's fresh as, but he's, he's played one game in the last three months. It's your job on the line. Okay. You're always going to go with the one that you know has been delivering week in, week out. It's a. Okay. Re- it, I completely agree with you. It is ridiculous that he sticks to these same players, even though they're not playing. Calvin Phillips. Hmm. Okay. No. All right. Are you convinced me? And, I, and I'll say I'll pick that one. I'll pick that player. Uh, I'll, I'll pick whichever player you take. And for, <laughs> and, and, you know, for the listeners who can't see me, my hands are everywhere. The Italian in me is flying. And we're going to come to that in a short while. But uh, Sean, England. Hmm. England is the only team I think with four one hundred million. Uh, pound stroke euro <laughs> yeah, players, so, yeah. and and you know, following what Gogolin's saying about outgrowing, I mean, surely this England team could. I mean, Harry Kane once again dropping back. He doesn't do that now with Bayern Munich. Yeah, I mean, there's so many th- 
good things you can say about the England team, right? So many young players who have come through have proven their worth to be playing in that team. For example, I'm going to segue a little bit, but like James Madison, you talk about England midfielders who are performing. There's only two in my three in my mind who should be starting: Declan Rice, Jude Bellingham, James Madison. But why does James Madison end up on the left side? <laughs> of a front three It makes no sense to me You, The only thing that I can link to that is You're trying your level best to fit Jordan Henderson into that midfield Yeah. So you you put one of England's most creative players Currently in form mm-hmm. On the wing Where he looks absent in the game You can't put it on the player He's literally playing the role that he's not comfortable with Or familiar with So I was saying this, you know, I was very young when the likes of Shearer, Owen, when Waza was coming through in, in the England team as well, and everyone said that was the golden generation. Yeah, no, right. I think this current crop of players is the golden generation. There's no egos involved. There's no pride, like team pride involved with clubs, you know. It's where England, we're going to play together. I just think there's a coach in there who's... There's a saying, right, fossil football, and I think that's what yeah. Gareth Southgate is all about, fossil football. Including his picks as well. So you need... I've been saying this since the Euros, the last Euros. You need a young coach in there who gets that team. And they will win silverware. I'm so convinced of it. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm not an England fan and I'm worried. I, I think that the, the chink in that armour, they are a great team to watch. Even mm. the Euros, they, oh, the players on the field and all that. The weakling was the manager. If mm. you don't play Grealish, who's your most creative player... When you need something, and you, I don't get it. I really don't get it. He's yeah, your, I'm, I'm he's your I'm, I am beginning mm-hmm. to get persuaded by this. And actually, the word dinosaur cropped. While I was watching it, it's like just dinosaur. Where'd that go? <laughs> um, okay, speaking of dinosaurs, we're going to move on to North Macedonia versus <laughs> Italy. North Macedonia one, Italy one. Um, uh, these two have met before, mm-hmm. and uh, well, Italy are. Uh, uh, Games in hand, they could still mm. leapfrog up, but it it is not looking that great. Gigi, it is not looking that great. If we win the next game, we're tied second. So, and that's we have a game in hand to Ukraine. But we start the game, we score within three minutes, but it's offside, and I think that set the tone for the rest of the game because I think the whole Italian national team thought, "Oh, we're going to batter them," and it just didn't go that way. We had a lot of, don't get me wrong, we had a lot of the possession. They, they didn't hit the, they had their first shot on target at the 40th minute. We, would, we were dominant as we should. But Spalletti plays a specific way. And I don't know if you can do that with our national team. He plays a very energetic, free-flowing, everybody-run kind of way. High press. High press, a very Ange, Postacoglu-ish kind of way, right? I don't know if all the Italians can do that. That's just my honest truth. Mm. Because when he did it with Napoli and he had Koulibaly and then he had Kim and then he had Cavazzelian, Oziman, these guys are athletic beasts. You can do it. And then you take him off and you put Elmas or you put Lozano and they come on full of... We don't really have that. So towards the second half, we started to crack. We started to tire. And even the free kick that leads to their goal, it's unnecessary. It's fatigue. That, that's not going to change then. My problem is I'm, I'm looking at this and I'm, I'm worried about how quickly is this going to start working because I think it will take 
it, when you have a team as a club and you have a preseason, you have everything, you can completely mm. build them within three months to get them ready. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think, I don't know if Spalletti's style is going to translate. Yeah. So, Goglan, North Macedonia. <laughs> <laughs> no, I wouldn't do that to you. What, what would the world be, or the Euros be, without Italy? I mean, they're going to they're gonna, they're gonna qualify. Yes. Uh, aren't yes. they? They're gonna well, we had the World Cup without Italy. <laughs> yeah, 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 but I mean, another Cup major competition. Italy, that was fine. Yeah, but they'll qualify. I mean, that uh, group, it is, a, it is a pretty good tough group, but England have sailed through it, you yeah. know, even though they put that performance against Ukraine. But this is England, right? They do that all the time. They qualify and then come up to the semis and the quarters, and that's when, when push comes to shove. There's no plan B. And I've always thought Italy were the opposite. Exactly. <laughs> now, and when Italy beat them in the Euros, you could see. You could see the difference in the teams. You know? Yeah. And I think it's so strange that I can say that in my lifetime, I've seen Italy not qualify for a World Cup, win, win a World, World Cup, Cup <laughs> maybe not qualify for a Euro, win a Euro. Yep. That's so... Sh- we are it's remarkably inconsistent yeah as a as myself as a fan of england i've seen england yeah yeah anyway it ends at quarterfinals and it's usually penalty shootout well they've got they've gone now to the finals yeah one time that's that's amazing sorry about that don't forget about the lionesses (laughs) okay so uh uh, sean Mm -hmm. i want to ask you about the dutch netherlands three greece nil uh Prior to that, it was Republic of Ireland 1, the Dutch 2, and uh, on the Friday uh, show, I was pretty dismissive of the Dutch. I was saying, well, they're not, not they're no good, they're not what you <laughs> used to be. You're, you're, you are our Eredivisie um, mm. correspondent. Should we be uh, thinking about the Dutch? Honestly, I think you're right to be dismissive. The thing is with the Netherlands, and I view them the same way as Gigi views Italy, there are times where they look magnificent. Like in, in, in the qualifiers group, they look really good, right? From back to front and everything. But when push comes to shove, when they get to a big competition, everything seems to crumble. The weight of the world seems to be on them and it doesn't happen. If we're talking it based off these two games, yeah, they they were really, really good. In fact, they dominated in both games. In fact, the, uh, the Netherlands-Greece game, Denzel Dumfries had an outstanding game. Three assists for, 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 the, the club, uh, for the country. Wild Wakehorse scoring in back-to-back games. How often do we ever say that for him in club football? <laughs> I, can, I can relate to that as a United fan. And my main worry for this Netherlands team, they've got a good blend of youth and experience. They've got a great captain in my eyes in Virgil van Dijk. It's just that when the pressure comes, when they do qualify for the Euros, whichever group they're put in, I think they'll they'll get out of their group. But when it comes to the knockout stages or the quarterfinals, that's where they'll crumble. And that's not because of the individuals that are picked for the day. I just don't rate Ronald Coleman as a as a coach. It's his second stint, if I'm not mistaken, as the, the Dutch head coach. He's another one that I view as fossil football football, sorry. Mm. Because you have a lot of young Dutch coaches, if you're going to go down the route of Dutchess, Dutchess, Dutch coaches, <laughs> right? You, there's so many better coaches you could go for, but you're going for a man who's proven that he's failed before, playing in a way that he's persistent about, which is, it's not free-flowing football. And that Dutch team, with the talent that they have, the likes of Xavi Simmons being part of their midfield now, superbly remarkable young man, he should be playing higher up, but he's playing him in a deeper role, which makes no sense to me. So... I feel they can only hit a certain ceiling and then that's about it. They won't win a competition under really? Ronald Coleman. I don't I, personally... But you think that. that 
they have it within them. Too. I think they have it within them. There's such a good blend yeah. of experience and, and youth in that team to win it. Yeah. I mean, you know, Gogolin, I, I think in, in my years of watching football, I've been astonished by watching the Dutch, the Netherlands national team, more than any other. No, they self-implode most of the time. But they, they do. Yeah. They do. Yeah. yeah. No I, point exactly. I mean, Gigi, do you, I mean, do you rate the Dutch? I was... I was looking at Sean speak so passionately about their starting eleven, and it's so it's so strange. But why do I always? I feel like I um I always have them in my brain as they're not going to be in the the ones that are going to be there at crunch time. I don't know yep. why I, I have yeah. that. And then yeah. Gogolin says they self implode. Maybe that's maybe subconsciously that's what I think. I'm whenever I'm heading into a competition and Italy's there, and I'm thinking about who I'm I'm worried about, even though I know they have such good players and even though I, I watch them play stunning football I just never believe they're going to be there at the end I don't mm-hmm. know what it is it's history <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> that's what whereas with the Italians as soon as they, when they get to a certain point you think oh they're just going to win oh, they're, they're, those were the Germans before right yeah so we grew up with you know the 80s you know the World Cups of the Italy's and the Germany's and the, the Marco Van Basten and the Ruud Hulli era mm-hmm. and that was the Dutch golden mm-hmm. generation yeah. right and they really set the standard so we really knew about the Dutchess the guys who always show up Rudy you know when they played Germany Rudy Voller and was fighting with Ruud Hulli I think about yeah. mistaken and all that so it goes back but ever since then well uh, we're going to take a short break but in a moment we'll come back and probably look at the uh, the team that is the new uh, Italian and German <laughs> axis which would be France I think mm. here on Just for Kicks on BFM 89.9 more football when we come back Just for Kicks BFM 89.9 Just for Kicks on BFM 89.9 and we're back with myself, uh, Cam Ruslan, and we have Giancarlo Galafuco and Sean Mahotra and Goglin. And now we're all going to say really nice things about France. Uh, <laughs> France beat uh, Republic of Ireland 2-0. And um, I, I, I don't know what to say, except just how good are France, Goglin? Oh, again, we saw them at the World Cup and what they did. You know, that talent in that team is, they, they seem to be producing. Is this still Clairefontaine where the talent comes from? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. That, that academy is, you know, world, world standard in the way they pump out their talent playing for that kind of football. Again, I don't think the coach is what uh, is the weak link again for that team. He has been there for. I don't understand why they keep sticking with the coach. You already want something, you know. It's. Move on. Get like you, Sean was saying. There's so many young, new coaches out there who want to cut their teeth with the national team, you know, and Evolve. especially these players who are young players who can relate to that type of football because they play it week in week out for their clubs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How long has Didier Deschamps been there? No, a long time. Yeah, like forever. Yeah. Done. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. He's been, there for, he's been there, there for a long time. Two Euros, one World Cup. One this will be his next Euro. That's yes, exactly that. Yeah. That's a really long time. Yeah. For a yeah. Yeah. Sean, do you do you do you rate um, France? It's a bit hard to not rate them. You know, they've been in two World Cup finals and <laughs> won one and was so close in the second one. The thing that I like about that French team is it pretty much picks itself. You know, you have players... That you look If you look at all the, the countries, right, you take Germany, you take Italy, you take France, Spain and so on. How many of these countries can you say you can name two 11s for their teams, right? And in, fr- in France, you can do that. You have a world-class young goalkeeper, Mike Magnon, I can't pronounce his surname, but Magnan, and... You look at every other position after that, it's a generational team is what I would say. You would look at up top, you have the captain in Kylian Mbappe, who's by far one of the best players in the world. 
right, who doesn't even score in a game like this, nor did he really perform at his best. But you look around him, you have the likes of Shouameni, you have Kamavinga, you have uh, Marcus Turam, who scored his first goal for France. It's an exciting team. And my only worry is that if they don't reach another final, right, if they don't go to the Euro finals, is that going to be viewed as a failure? Of course, it's going to be viewed as a failure because that is their golden generation of, of players, right? I still think if you talk about European teams, they're my top two best teams in Europe currently. Who's the, who's the other one? On current form, I would say, it's a really difficult one to say, but I would say Spain. Even though in the group, they don't look as mm. great as the rest, I think they have something that no other country has, which is youthful exuberance. Yeah. It's so exciting watching them play, but the, the maturity is going to have to come in. Well, we'll come to Spain in a moment, but I want to ask you, Gigi, as a defender... How scared would you be? And why would you be scared if you were facing France being led by oh, Mbappe? Pace. <laughs> I'd be petrified. But Did you see the first goal? I think his name's Tuameni. Shomeni. Yeah, Tuameni. okay. He gets a pass from outside the box. He mm. hits it first time, whacks it into the side netting. The technique to do that is so hard and it's undefendable. Mm. I'm looking at this as a human. These people are not human. <laughs> when you can do this stuff at that pace, that quickly, that good, it is, I would be absolutely petrified. Just, just, I would just kick and crap out of them and hope. Uh, um, language, you people. Sorry, 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 sorry. Good so far. Who has not been carded yet. <laughs> but, but Gigi, I mean, I, I often wonder, like, if you know what, if you know the system, if you know what they're going to, how they're going to play, then you can counteract it, can't you? It was you that said tactics you didn't believe in. Yeah, well, then you run around a bit faster. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, listen, it, like I, I say, for example, I, I'm sitting in Australia's seat. I'm the head coach and I'm versing them, right? Just like the World Cup. You're, you're sitting there and you're thinking, okay, I have to either try to go toe-to-toe, try to disturb them as much as, I can, as much as we can, but even physically, they're fast, strong, so even that won't play to us. They're all technically good. Or I try to drop as far as I can and park the bus and every other car that I can possibly imagine, but then I give them the ball. This is what the Irish did. Mm. Both of these when a team is this good, is suicide. Right. Well, Harry Suter's a big fella. He could. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, well, uh, we'll move on then. Uh, Sean, then you were talking about Spain. Georgia won, Spain seven. Hmm. Um, Spain, are they back? And, and if they are back, are they playing? You're saying they're playing differently. I think they play. The, 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 the good thing about having a very young team is they show no fear, right? Every one of those players out there has a point to prove. Great example is... The 16-year-old that's broken the record is the youngest goal scorer for Spain ever, Lamine Yamal, if I'm not mistaken, who plays for Barcelona. The one thing that I'm always afraid of when it comes to young players is when it comes to the media, when it comes to their clubs, they're going to build them up really high. Too quick. Yeah, way too quick. And then if it fails, they're going to shatter them. But what I like in that Spain team is you have players who've got experience at multiple tournaments for the likes of... Alvaro Morata I know a lot of people Don't rate him <laughs> But if you talk to me About a man You want to Ping a ball to Who holds it up Morata's that guy He does it better for Spain Than I think he's ever done it In any club he's played for Scored a hat-trick He was the captain On the day as well Why do you think that is? Do what? you think that He just feels Wanted there differently? I think so I mean the, the face also the, Sorry I gotta jump in yeah. here There's a style of play We watched it during the World Cup also You know when Morata came on There's a different plan mm-hmm. For him yeah. 
You know, the game shifted when they couldn't find the goal. Everything Morata came on, and you're right. They start pinging into him, which frees up your set up your attacking back, uh, mm-hmm. left backs, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. and. Again, like the other players I was saying that have experience at multiple tournaments, Dani Olmo is another one, which I think doesn't get mentioned enough because you know, he probably doesn't play for one of the biggest clubs in the world. But he's technically one, I, I would say currently in that Spain team, one of the best players creatively. And then you look at the other players who are coming up, the likes of Gavi, Pedri. This team is built for the next 10 to 15 years at least. So that's where my excitement comes from. Because before this, when you looked at the old Spain team, the likes of Torres, David Villa, Iniesta, Xavi, you looked at that team and you went, wow. You were terrified the minute you saw that list come out. Now you don't know what to expect because you have all these young players who are going to come at you. And even if they fail, they still have way, 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 way many more games to be playing to get to the level that, you know, the likes of David Villa, Xavi and Iniesta got to. That's why I like their football. See, as an England fan, <laughs> it, it, was always a, it was always nice that Spain were equally um, rubbish. Right. <laughs> <laughs> great, you know, great leagues no. that are, and they never won anything. And now but, they've gone and won they're, they're, they're quite frustrating to watch also. To yeah. honest, level. They just keep the ball. You can never get the ball off Spain. Mm-hmm. But... You, they want to walk the ball into the goal. Yeah. That's the problem. You know, during the World Cup, we saw that, right? You yeah. know, uh, the amount of possession a Spanish team... I, I don't know what the stats are for this game. <laughs> but the amount of possession a Spanish team has is ridiculous. And these players that Sean just mentioned, you can't get the ball off them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? And you're screaming, shoot at the screen. You <laughs> yeah, know, exactly. just hit it. But again, Gigi, as a defender, if... I mean, I was watching... It was actually the, the South Africa World Cup. I was watching one half of the final and I was counting the amount of passes they, they made... And at 100, I gave up. <laughs> and in the part, the, the, the only two were misplaced passes. Now, as an opponent, that must be so uh, depressing. It's depressing, it's exhausting. And it's exhausting because being proactive and being reactive are two different levels of fatigue. Mm-hmm. Because being proactive and your movements are not as tiring as me following you. So every time I'm chasing you, I'm doing double the workload. So after 10, 15, 20, 30 minutes, that's exhausting. Mm. Mm. So an entire 90 minutes, then it's uh, you're crushed. Yeah. You're crushed um, 7-1. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was a flattering scoreline to the Spanish, by the way. Could have been way more. Yeah, yeah. Could have been way, way more. So uh, we'll take a short break, and in a moment we'll come back, and I'm going to ask Goglin about Cyprus. <laughs> <laughs> Here on Just For Cakes. That's why I'm on the show. Very <laughs> <laughs> difficult ones. On Just For Cakes on BFM 89.9. More football when we come back. Just For Kicks, BFM 89.9. Just For Kicks on BFM 89.9. And we're back on part four with myself, uh, Cam, and there's Goglin, and there's Sean, and there's Gigi. And now, uh, as promised, Goglin, uh, Cyprus. <laughs> Seriously, Cyprus. Cyprus nil, Scotland three. No, but actually, don't really. Scotland are topping the table, which yeah, is I know, right? which is incredible. Five for five. And uh, I don't really want to talk about them. We'll talk about the surprise for me is Norway doing so badly. But the question I really want to ask is, I've often wondered about this, if. Uh, a country because you know when you are doing national teams you don't you have to choose the the Norwegian players and if a country has two absolutely world class players and the rest of them are just sort of okay can you create something that would be a world beater and I'm thinking like Wales kind of did it they had uh, Gareth Bale and Ramsey and uh, that was about it Geeks 
Even with gigs, his heart was not in it. He always wanted that England badge, didn't he? Yeah. Well, Gigi, I mean, I'm wondering, do you think that it is possible to... France, as Sean was saying, two first 11s. But if you had just two, say, or where would you want them to be the best in the world? I, I think it depends on the positions. So I think, uh, like, obviously, Haaland, right, is an absolute world-class goal-scoring mm. machine. But he doesn't create things, he finishes things. Mm. So you have to create it for him. That's dependent on the other 10 players on the field. And that's where I think no matter how good he is, unfortunately, if your team is subpar, do you think Haaland is going to score the same amount of goals if he wasn't playing in Man City, he was playing in Burnley? No. No? No. And so that's my that's right. my same logic. Because I think Bale is the kind of player who creates the goals. He can create mm-hmm. things. Yeah. I, re- I remember at Spurs, Tom Carroll, we used to have bonuses for assists. And Tom Carroll's first bonus, he rolled the ball to Gareth Bale on the halfway line. <laughs> and he took a touch, beat two players, smacked into the top corner, and that was it. That's what Gareth Bale can do. Mm. Haaland is a goal-scoring beast. I'm not taking anything away from the guy's a machine, but he's a fox in the box. He's not going to take the ball at halfway. Mm. Big difference. So, uh, so Sean, it's it's only possible then for the winners to be the ultimate winners to be like just through. Can we think of any? Times? Oh, I always say the Euros. Euros the level of football is always higher than the World Cup. Because of the mm. teams involved, you know, yeah. yeah. So and it's smaller, and the pool is bigger. So if you're going to watch a quality of football in a, in a tournament, the World Cup has, it expands and it's expanded even more now. Yeah. The quality drops, but Euro, the, because of the teams involved, the quality is very, very high. Mm. It's the creme de la creme. Okay, yeah. and then I'll ask another one: Slovakia nil, Portugal one, and that man Cristiano Ronaldo is still playing, <laughs> and uh, he didn't score. Yeah. Bruno Fernandes scored. Yeah. So, Sean... Uh, <laughs> was it a penalty? No. Yeah, hey. um, <laughs> and, uh, uh, Portugal, I'm going to say had, but they still have that player who can take a game by the scruff of the net and can create. Or can he? Ronaldo is... Ronaldo? Yeah. Is, I mean, should he still be there? I personally think he shouldn't. Be there anymore? I personally think I know it might be a very unpopular opinion, right? Love the guy, but if you want to move forward, right? This guy is what thirty-eight, pushing thirty-nine or something like that. If you look at his quality, just take it subjectively, and you look at him and how he performs right now, he doesn't perform at the highest level anymore. If we're gonna use the Saudi Pro League as a reference point for how good he is, I'm sorry, that's. That's not the quality that we should hey, be looking good enough at for, for Jordan the Henderson. Way. That's exactly what I was going to say. Yeah. I, I don't want to go too much in depth <laughs> on that unless we're going we're gonna to go into like, you know, the Saudi Pro League. But there are young or, or experienced Portuguese strikers that should be given a chance, just like Goncalo Ramos, uh, Andre Silva. These are players who I personally think deserve a chance ahead of Ronaldo. Just because he's a big name doesn't, deserve, doesn't mean he deserves to be starting every game. And... You look at the rest of the Portuguese team. I've been saying this for the last, I think, last two tournaments. They have a great team, like a lot of young players who are coming through, likes of 
uh, Rafael Liao, yes. Vitinha, and you have the experienced likes of, of Bruno Fernandes. Even Pepe is still in that team. Messi? Yes. Yeah. Pepe is still he's not in playing in Saudi Arabia though? No. no he's he's still playing in, he's in Portugal well, playing for Porto in the Champions League again this season. Yeah. And, mm. and still good. Yeah, and yeah. still, still good. very good. Uh, so, Gigi, are you, a, are you a Pepe kind of fan? Yes, you? I do. <laughs> I do love those kind of defenders, yes. <laughs> I think that the era of Cristiano Ronaldo is coming to an end. And I'm excited to see the young strikers that come through. Now, if we want to talk about how far they can go, I have said this for a long time, I think for the last year or two, the reason why that Belgium golden generation never did well was never because of the individuals that were playing, was because of their coach. Mm. I do not rate Roberto Martinez as a as a head coach. I don't think he's ever had a sustained, prolonged period of time where you could look at him and go, master tactician. He won the FA Cup. When was that, Cam? It was, a, it was a while back, but that's yeah. by the by. Playing a low block, you know, with no one <laughs> expecting you to win. With teams like Belgium, with that team that he had, and this Portugal team, you expect them to at least reach a semi-final. Mm. I don't see that happening. Okay, Goglin, um, you're pretty, you're pretty ruthless. Ronaldo, <laughs> in or out? Out, out. I, I agree with Sean here. You got to move on with it. Ronaldo. Doesn't bring that. Step. There has to be a reason for bringing Ronaldo. Still have playing Ronaldo, and he just gave me the reason, all those players that are, that are lined up. You know, and this is the time you got to start rebuilding. Every European uh, heavyweight has a rebuild. Germany does it. Spain did it. England has, is in the midst of a rebuild, but of course they got Gareth Southgate, right? So everybody's rebuilt. And if you still start, if you still have to play Ronaldo, and I go back to using the word "have" because I think there's an agreement there mm-hmm. that with the FA that he has to play. Yeah, he really? has to play. Well, uh, Gigi, you you winced when when because Sean said. I I can't I can't physically I can't say anything bad about Ronaldo. I yeah. absolutely love him. I yeah. absolutely love him, and it's been hard watching the decline. The, the decline, to be honest. So there is a there is a de- <laughs> but there unfortunately is a decline, and uh, you know, then the whole Piers Morgan thing, and I don't want to like ramble on about Ronaldo, but <laughs> it's been it's just been sad because. I, I wish we were coming into this competition and we still, the world still viewed him like they viewed him two years ago. Mm. And we were saying, this is his last competition. Let him play. He's a good guy. It's going to finish and this is going to be it. Instead now, our our version of his image has changed a little bit. And now people are saying, like Sean just said, let the younger players play. And to me, that's partly because he's not performing and partly because... We don't like him so much as a guy anymore. And unfortunately, I think they both marry each other when it comes to your opinion. Meanwhile, Lionel Messi is still playing for Argentina, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah, but he's two years younger. I mean, that, that two years makes a big difference, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, you, you look at the style of player, right? We're just going to quickly go through it. Ronaldo's an all-action type player who's going to get involved, make runs. That's what he's best at doing in his physicality. Messi doesn't do that. Messi no. goes through a lot of games. If you notice and yeah. you watch Messi, he's not making runs, he's not going to close down players, he's not going to do any of that. He scans the entire game. The minute the ball gets to him is when the action starts. Whether he pings it out wide through the channels or he's in the right places and makes minor adjustments to get to where he needs to get. Cristiano Ronaldo doesn't do that. And I think it's bought, it's showing now physically that he cannot bring yeah, that all anymore. action anymore. Yeah, he used to he used to have the trademark step over, step over his left mm-hmm. and push it mm-hmm. with his right and he beat every single person with the first two or three metres and he can't do it anymore. I, I, you know, I wonder if step-overs, and I, I, you're a defender, I, I can ask you now, do they actually fool 
a defender. It's like, oh no, he's going to go left. No, he's going to go right. You, you know what's strange? I I played half my career as a centre midfielder, and that was my go-to skill whenever <laughs> I was in trouble. Mm-hmm. As left foot step over, and I'd push it with my right. And the whole logic is that you're letting them see. It, with their peripheral, they see the ball, your foot goes over the ball, they lean, and you, that buys you a second or it buys you half a metre. But as a def- as soon as I've been shifted into defence and then I'm learning the ways of thinking as a defender, we are told all the time to only watch the ball, don't watch the body. Mm-hmm. So now if someone's coming to me and they can do 55 step overs, <laughs> I won't move mm-hmm. because if the ball's trajectory is still coming to me, it won't work. No. So, when, so I was, when I was a player, I thought it was... If you asked me five years ago as a centre midfielder, I would have told you, oh, it works every time. So we, we, we as the fans, Sean as a fan, Manchester United, watching Ronaldo back in the day, mm. he was just being bamboozled. It meant nothing. No, <laughs> it, 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 if anything, I could say it's more um, a testament to how much the defender feared him. Because the more they're scared of you, the more they will fall for that skill. Mm. Well, okay. Which was his trademark back in the day. And it worked. Because mm-hmm. Messi doesn't really... No, it's, it's minor adjustments. He's good because he's got such a low center of gravity. Yeah. The movements he makes with the ball, the ball looks like it's stuck to his feet yeah. whenever he moves. So like, it's, it's, it's like hard Diego. to get it off him. Like Maradona. Yeah. yeah. Like Chris Waddle. <laughs> no, I'm serious. I, I love Chris Waddle. He's one of my yeah, favorites. Waddle, Waddle. I mean, Waddle, uh, he was one of those Messi early Waddle. wingers. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Uh, before we wrap up, I think we've done the Euros and everything. Uh, we're going to do a little bit. I want to ask, see, we've got Gigi here. Uh, about the local game, please. And obviously, you can't say everything. Okay, that's on your mind. But you know, <laughs> KL City. I want to ask you, how's it going with KL City, and what, what what are the what are the clubs, the teams' goals for the season? Looking forward. Well, firstly, thank you for asking. Um, it's been it's been a good year. Um, so we're we're on the final couple games. Um, we're in the uh, Piala Malaysia quarterfinal. Uh, that's this Sunday against Pahang, first leg. Uh, but we've already reached a final. We have a silver medal FA another. Cup. Another, another one. Three years in three years, three finals, three medals. Um, so it's been it's been incredible. It's been an incredible journey for us because we feel like a baby club. Uh, we feel like you know we're the smallest budget. Everybody's got huge financial backing, and we don't. And we just band together, and it's been it's been really good. It's been a beautiful journey. Um, but now it's strange because of the catalogue of the year, schedule of the year. It feels like we peaked three months ago and then, they're like, oh, well, the season's still going and you have another competition and you kind of have to rev up again, you know? Mm. You, you're used to kind of peaking and then, oh, off-season now, take a month off. So uh, we're leading into this game. The boys are obviously super, super excited. Uh, we have a, had a change in coach. The assistant coach from the last two years got uh, pushed to the head coach and our former head coach has gone to Indonesia. Um, so now I feel like this new coach is a is more of a man manager. He's more uh, for the lads, for lack of a better term. Mm. <laughs> and so you know, the boys, whenever we train, uh, and this is no disrespect to my old coach Boyan Holik, he's probably my fa- favorite coach of all time, and I have the utmost respect for him. But you should, because he he'd get annoyed otherwise. <laughs> yes, exactly, and, he, and he'd hit me. Yeah, um, but he. <laughs> Uh, he his tactic, which worked very well for me and worked very well for our team, was the stick. If you don't do it, I hit you. If you don't do it again, then I change you. And that that worked really well. Created a very disciplined team. But now with this coach, you you want to win for him because he's a nice, passionate guy who really cares. Mm. So it's unified the boys a lot, and we we want to 
I think the main motivation is wanting to show him that we can also get that success, that cup success with him at the helm. So that's kind of a, a major motivator for us in, in in this cup. So fingers crossed, we start Sunday against a really good Pahang team. Uh, they've got a, stri- a striker called Kepa Sherman who's mm. in excellent form and they have another couple of good players. Sergio Aguero plays for the national team. So it's not going to be easy. I can't play because I'm suspended. So <laughs> that's fun. Um, but my first, first league is in? Sorry? Where's the first league? Here. Uh. Yeah, home. Mm. Um, so first leg in KL. Um, but I, I'm really excited. I, I, I feel like the boys are in a good place. Good, good, good. And uh, if, by the way, if you if you win that match, then the BFM uh, bus, we're going to gather up everyone, including <laughs> producer Daryl here, and Sean, if you're interested, <coughs> and Goglin, I want to go down and we'll watch you then. Oh, thank you very but much. You I'll gotta, hold you to that. But you got to win this one. <laughs> but, but you're not playing, so it doesn't matter. I swear the last time I was here with Gigi, he was suspended as well. <laughs> yeah, it's not been a great year. <laughs> You've been emulating Pepe a bit too much. So, Gogolin, before we go, if you were a manager, I think you'd be more of the stick than the carrot kind of guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, think, I think the Galaxy players can attest to that. Yeah. <laughs> and, and Sean, would you be... Uh... I think I'd be more of a man manager, for sure. Yeah. More nurturing. More nurturing. <laughs> I can't, yeah. I, it's hard for me to get mad. Okay. Yeah. And, and finally, Gigi, would you be... Oh, I'm such a softie, man. I'm such a softie. I can tackle you hard, but I'm soft inside. Yeah. I would be a man manager. No yeah. way. Yeah, yeah. I, I would use sarcasm. Oh. <laughs> so, Josie? <laughs> so, so, Josie Mourinho, no, nice. no, no, that's wrong. No, I don't want that. Whatever it is that Ange Postecoglou does. I, okay. I, 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 I want to do I think that. he's just smart. <laughs> yeah. Oh, then I'm out. Uh, so, uh, well, that brings us to the end of the show. And only remains me now to thank uh, Golan. Thank you. Cheers. Thanks for the invite. And uh, Sean Mahotra. Thank you. Thank you. Looking forward to club football again this weekend. Um, yeah, I guess. And uh, Giancarlo Garofuco. Thank you very much. And anyone who's free on Sunday, feel free to come watch the game. And at the, at the Churras... Uh, Stadium, yes. Churras Stadium. I was going to say Leisure Mall. Why, do I say <laughs> Why would you play there? Ice skating. <laughs> yeah. So, um, thank you. And myself, Cam Ruslan, and producer Daryl Ong, thank you. And uh, see you next time on Just For Kicks on BFM 89.9. One way, Salah's the other. He's on an old Trafford hat trick here, Mo Salah. And he captures the moment. For more football, tune in Mondays and Fridays at 8 pm. Just for kicks on BFM 89.9.